Pages of Pim Better Podcast. Greetings, Voyagers. Welcome to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This is episode number 146. Day of recording is Wednesday, March 18th. We are in de facto self-quarantine right now in New York, and that's how the episodes for the foreseeable future will come to you. I like these a lot better when I can do them in person and I can see the person and we're sharing a drink or a space, but... We are being responsible New Yorkers, responsible citizens, and I'm going to have to do these remotely. So today's episode was done remotely, and today's episode is the pizza episode. I'm here with Les because we are in quarantine together. Hi, Les. Hey. All right. Before we get into who's on the episode, let's talk pizza. Where's your favorite pizza place? Currently, it's Leo. They have a real nice slice there. All right. In this episode with Sirhan, I talk about pizza chains. So I want to get your opinion on some pizza chains. Let's run down some Hot pizza. Pockets. Those are, that's. Is that pizza though? Is there a pizza Hot Pocket? Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's not pizza. Tostino pizza rolls. No. Pizza chains. Stay focused. What is your favorite, if you had to, emergency situation? Why does that have to be an emergency? Oh, because I'm being snobby. What's your favorite pizza chain? It depends. Because I think it was Domino's who did that stuffed crust deal. No, that was Pizza Hut. Oh, then Pizza Hut. I like oh, the stuffed crust. Have you, ever, like, walked, <laughs> have you ever walked past a construction site? Or you're like right down here on Hughes? Sometimes, and there's like the dust that comes up from construction. You ever see that when the dust is like coming out of those doors? Yeah. Or am I out of my mind? You ever accidentally breathe it in? No. I've done that, and I've panicked in my head. Oh, here's another one for you. Have you ever accidentally breathed in like a fabric from a blanket or a pillow? No. <sighs> All right. Then my analogy won't make sense, but I think probably <laughs> there's thousands of people out there who have done that. That's kind of how I feel like you go through a panic, right? When that happens, like, oh my God. Are like you saying Pizza Hut makes you panic? I'm, I'm getting there. It's like, oh my God, this is so bad. Like, is this going to be cancer? Like, is it? And eventually you cough it up. But that's usually how I feel after I eat Pizza Hut. It's a little extreme. Well, it's, I don't think it's, it's that detrimental to your body. It's, I mean, it's not great, but I don't feel like I'm about to die at the end of it. All right. Well, Fine, then. What's your favorite pizza chain? Um, you know that I don't really eat it. Uh, I guess it'd have to be... Mm, Domino's is better than Papa John's. Domino's. But I'll go with Leo right now for my favorite pizza place, too. Pizza Friday, we're going to go there. I like Pizza Friday. If okay. it's open. So, if we can go there. Yeah, I hope so. What is your... Not Pizza Hot Pockets, because you just said it. 
What is your favorite pizza-related, pizza-flavored item? Do pizza gummies count? They're not really pizza-flavored, but they oh, look like a pizza. Oh, yeah, no, they don't taste like pizza. Okay. Then pizza-flavored f- Pringles. Ugh. You like pizza Pringles? It's better than the pizza-flavored combos. I was just going to say, pizza combos are nasty. Yeah, it's just too much of the, the flavor in. Totino's Pizza Rolls. Pizza Bagel Bites. What about... People should know you're, you're making a list. With my hand. What about pizza, uh, pizza Lunchables? Remember those as a kid? Oh, yeah, but the sauce is always It was cold. cold, yeah. Yeah, but it was still good. I was down for it. But that's how good pizza is, that even kids will have like a cracker with sauce because they think it's a pizza and it tricks them into eating it. Really the best, though. Did you say pizza bagels? Pizza bagel bites. Pizza bagel bites. Did you ever have, when you were a kid and you were in school, they made pizza bagels? No. We had those square, rectangular ones. Yeah. What about Elio's? You ever have Elio's? No, nah, I was poor growing up. No, Elio's is frozen pizza from the freezer section. Yeah, That's what poor people eat. I was no, poor my, too. my mom got like off-brand. I could see your mom making pizza bagels. She would make pizza bagels, yeah. What's off-brand frozen pizza? Elio's is the off-brand. Like America's no, Choice? She, it was like Celeste. Yo, Celeste is more bougie than Elio's. Are you kidding me? No, those things are terrible. Well, yeah, they're terrible, but... No, I think Elio's were like the nicer ones. We'd have Celeste. No, the 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 creme de la creme of frozen pizza is obviously Tombstone. You ever have Tombstone? No, the French bread ones. Have you had the French bread oh, ones? Oh, who makes that? I don't know, but they're really good. Yeah. I thought that was Celeste. So my mom would get the Celeste ones and she would get the French bread ones and only my parents could eat the French bread ones. Oh. Me and my brother had to eat the Celeste ones. Oh, I, when I was a kid, we didn't have DiGiorno, so I've only seen that on TV, but I imagine it's terrible. I don't think I've had it. All right, well, this is the pizza episode, and Sirhan is a pizza chef working in Queens, and we're trying to do our part here at TV TV Industries to promote some local businesses because times are really hard right now with coronavirus. So he came on today to talk about all things pizza. And as with a lot of guests, he makes me feel really lazy because he is a self-taught pizza chef. It kind of makes me think that, like, I could do anything, you know, with this time now that we have. Make pizza. We could learn a new skill. What's a skill you would want to learn? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll answer that while you're thinking. I would like to learn, like... um, Self-defense skills, but not self-defense like something goes down in the street. Like real um, real stealthy, like like a James Bond type of a double O type of thing where I could like be in and out and no one would even know I was there, leave no trace, not even like a single strand of my hair on the floor for forensics to find. You know what I mean? How do you plan on doing that in our apartment? This is probably some YouTube stuff. Okay. Uh, I guess I would want to learn another language. Although that's probably not realistic in the month that we have. Mm. But if this goes longer. More practical than mine, maybe. Yeah. Well, Sirhan, who you don't know, who I just interviewed, he is a self-taught pizza chef. And he makes Detroit-style pizza. Do you know what that is? No. 
cool. So you're going to have to listen to this episode to find out. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Okay. Fair. After that, there will be a quick couple of calls with my uh, friends here in New York City where they will tell you their favorite pizza place. And as you know by now, because you've already heard the intro and the song that played before this, there will be some old pizza commercials embedded within this episode as sound bites. Please go to the show notes for this episode and you will find links to Sirhan's uh, social media accounts. And then you can go to get some pizza from him. We also mentioned Philomena's in Queens, so check those places out. In the show notes for this episode too, you will find a link to my Patreon account. That is a subscription-based service. You know the drill, the, the drill, the deal. Uh, but you can give monthly and there's different tiers and you can get cool stuff and that will keep these episodes coming. I've got nothing but time now, so there will be a lot of episodes hopefully rolling out. So you have that to look forward to. Thanks for joining me on my intro list. I didn't really have another choice. Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe we can make this like a thing now. Tim and The Voyages of Tim and Liz. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, enjoy this conversation, folks. You may not be thinking about pizza first thing in the morning, but at Pizza Hut, we're thinking about you. We start out pretty early at Pizza Hut, so the dough has time to rise. Chopping up the toppings, oh, so we're ready for your order. Ah, oven fresh, just for you at your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant. Your hometown Pizza Hut. Ah. All right, well, first of all, Sirhan, thank you. Um, I've done... Thank you. Now that I'm, I'm kind of stationary in the U.S. for a while, I've done a lot of New York-centric episodes, and I think that... There's nothing more like ubiquitous in New York food culture than pizza. And you yeah. have come highly recommended as the person to talk to about pizza. So that, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> so that's the impetus for, uh, for reaching out to you, man. So uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. So I guess to start out with, with like your history in food, your family has owned a restaurant for a while. Is that correct? Yeah, so my family was into the pizza industry since 97, but my family's in the food industry since like, you know, maybe the late 70s. Uh, we had a bunch of kind of fast food salad restaurants, kind of like, like Chop is right now. Oh, yeah. We had that for many years throughout the 80s and the early 90s prior to our pizza business. Uh, my parents have since retired, but, you know, I have one foot kind of the food industry, but my primary vocation is within finance. So I'm kind of stuck between two worlds out of Julie might have mentioned that when she, uh, you know, connected us, but that's kind of, that's kind of where I am. Ah, so this wasn't like, uh, like a birthright or something for you to get into food. No, I mean, food is supposed to be, you know, the, the way to get kind of, myself, my sibling and my cousins to, I guess not be in that industry. It was more of a means to the end rather than end to itself. Yeah. Yeah. I got so, you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think out of everyone from my generation of the family, I'm probably the closest mm. who's gotten into the food industry. You know, the rest of us have gone into medicine or 
programming, what have you. Um, I think, yeah, just my presence in the industry is probably the closest we've gotten. That pizza shop is in Astoria? Uh, yeah, so our pizzeria is in Astoria. My parents retired back in September. And it's just my uncle now, but, you know, uh, we were there since 97. and relocated right across the street around 2015. And that's when I got, you know, I went kind of full throttle with getting into industry. And, you know, it's, it's been a ride since then. How old were you when you first learned to make pizzas? And who was the specific person in your family that taught you? That taught me how to make pizza? Yeah. So, I mean, my family didn't actually teach me. I had to, <laughs> I had to kind of teach myself from experience and, you know, getting books, learning researching on the internet and, uh, you know, failure after failure. Uh, you know, my dad never really, uh, you know, took me to the mixer and said, you know, here, we're going to mix the dough. And I, that was kind of just all my own, you know, tinkering and making my own kinds of pies, attending pizza expo and just, you know, taking in as much knowledge and doing as much as I could to learn, you know, the craft and kind of get to where I am now and, you know, continue to keep growing. Wow. How much of it? So I know that like baking is really precise and scientific, but I would imagine that, I mean, you're dealing partially with baking if you're making dough. So how much of it yeah. is, do you have to be really precise? I mean, it, it's a science. Um, I think part of it, that's part of why I kind of got into this rabbit hole. It's just, it's so fascinating that there's so many variables that can affect the final product, you know, the temperature of your water, the temperature of the room, the type of flour, um, how much starter you use. Just, there's so many things that can affect the final product that that's kind of what pulled me into wanting to learn more about it. Now, like when you, when you talk to certain people, like they'll all, people have like different components that they think are most important, right? Like, ah, oh, this, this, the cheese is so good. Or some people are like, no, no, the thing that makes it so good is the sauce. Uh, for you, what, like, what goes into like the components of a good pizza? I mean, I, you know, all of it's important. It's the final product is going to be only as good as the ingredients you put in and the skill and the knowledge you have to get the most out of the ingredients. But having said that, if you don't have a good crust, it's really hard to kind of save that with even the best sauce and cheese. Um, if your fermentation is off and, you know, if you're underproofing or overproofing, you're going to not have like the same chew as a good pizza would. Yeah, and I really think, a, you know, the best ingredients are, <laughs> are not really going to save that final product. So for me, the crust is really the foundation for a good pie. Well, what about sourcing for ingredients? Like, is that an important component? Do you, th do you like think about where everything comes from? I mean, as long as it's a good ingredient. Um, I know when I make my pizzas, I started getting into, you know, mill and flour, for example. And I get them from growing icy grains. Not all my flour, but, you know, part of it I do blend with the local grains, for example. Um, some of my cheeses I get from someone I know uh, in my neighborhood from stand standalone cheese in Jackson Heights. 
So, you know, sourcing isn't just about, you know, the quality ingredient, but, you know, you can create good relationships, I think, with the people who provide those ingredients. Uh, you know, like Stanislaw tomatoes. I know the people who make those tomatoes are excellent tomatoes. Um, some of the pans I use, I meet the people who make the pans at like Pizza Expo. Whoa. So for me, sourcing isn't just about the ingredient itself, but kind of these relationships you can build by getting to know the people who provide those ingredients. I've heard from people who say like, so I've had some really terrible pizza in other parts of the country. And I've heard people say that like one of the reasons that bagels and pizza are so good in New York is it's the New York water. Like it, mm-hmm. is, is that a fallacy? Is there any truth to that? Yeah, it's more about, again, like fermentation, uh, paying attention to temperature of the water, paying attention to the temperature of the room. Um, I mean, I have heard about like quality of water and like the hardness of water as being factors, but not being kind of the silver bullet that people seek. Ah. Now I've seen that your pop-ups are Detroit style. And I know like for bragging rights, there's the people from Chicago who are like, ah, deep dish Chicago style is the best. And then like a lot of Midwesterners will back that up. And then of course, like the East Coasters are like, ah, no way, New York is the best. I had never heard of Detroit style pizza. So what is that? So Detroit style pizza, I mean, you know, I'm not claiming to be an expert on the style. Um, it is a style of pizza that you know, is out of Detroit. And it's baked in a special pan that is angled in such a way that you get kind of this frico crust on the outside of the pan. Um, it's really nice and tastes beautiful. It looks beautiful. Um, it's, you know, when I try to explain it, I think it's like a Sicilian on steroids. Uh. The, ori- yeah, the original Detroit style pizza is said to have, you know, come out of, you know, Detroit's known for its history in the audio industry, the audio industry rather. And there were these pans that were from the factories and with those pans, someone had baked pizza and that's how they achieved that kind of the frico crust. Um, there's a special kind of cheese that's used called brick cheese. It's kind of like a cross between Limburger and cheddar from what I've researched. Uh, in my Detroit style, I use, I use white cheddar uh, and I blend that with uh, low moisture mozzarella. So if I had to explain it, it'd be like a Sicilian on steroids. So it's got a lot of attention, just, you know, the, the aesthetic of it. And I think Africa crust, people really like that. Yeah, I think that sounds really unique too, because I, I mean, obviously I'm a novice with this stuff, but I wouldn't imagine like a lot of people are using a cheddar in their pizza, right? So, so that, that's, your, that's actually how I got into the style because so my family's pizzeria makes a style called Greek style pizza, which not everyone is familiar with, but some people are. And it's a kind of pan pizza uh, that's known for using a blend of different cheeses, uh, low moisture mozzarella, and a lot of time they'll use white cheddar. So, you know, when I was getting more into pizza making and going to these pizza expos, I started learning about, you know, the different styles and, you know, I learned about Detroit style. And from there, I started researching more about, you know, what kind of style and what goes into it. And 
when I heard that brick cheese was close to white cheddar, I kind of started seeing these similarities in Greek style and Detroit style. So I bought the pans from Lloyd pans and just on the first shot, I just took the same dough sauce and cheese at the shop and the very first pie I made was awesome. So I knew from there I was onto something and, um, you know, since I've been tweaking my formula, I'm always changing it. Uh, but that's basically how I started making that style. And the way, the way I make it, I wouldn't say is very close to how other people make it or how to make it in Detroit. I haven't been to Detroit yet. I do want to head out there at some point. Um, but that is how I kind of started getting into it. And it's not just the only style I'm into, but I, I guess it's kind of become my calling card just from what I've done within the last year or so. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you've been out there because I think that'd be a good a good test if uh, you pass like the authenticity p- test with uh, Detroiters. Um, but like what it, I've had a few people on who uh, work in the food industry who do pop-ups. Um, I know you said that this isn't your primary vocation, but would you ever consider trying to have something brick and mortar or are you going to continue just doing pop-ups for now? Uh, brick and mortar, I don't think is really in cards at the moment, even if I wanted to, uh, I think I'm in a good position right now where I get to connect with other people in the industry. You know, I was just in LA last weekend. I connected with someone at game over pizza, for example, um, the year prior, I got to go to Portland and there are three very well-known pizza makers out there. There's Brian Spangler, pizza Shoals, Sarah Minnick. Lovely's 50-50 and Scotty Rivera, uh, Scotty's Pizza Parlor. Yeah, I think if I had brick and mortar, I wouldn't have the flexibility to go and see what's out there in the industry um, and kind of make these, I, I guess, like, have this flexibility to learn. Because mm. if I had brick and mortar, I would that'd be my only focus, right, just running the shop. And, you know, as you see right now, with, you know, <laughs> living through the coronavirus right now, a lot of people, that's all they can think about is just, you know, how are they going to keep the ship afloat, which is really unfortunate. I know you've been like all over the country, as you were just mentioning, sampling pizza. So I'm wondering, in your opinion, outside of New York, what is the best pizza city? The best pizza city? I mean, it's funny because like the word best, I've kind of grown to like not really like uh, the more I've gotten into pizza because, you know, I don't think there's any, you know, best is, is subjective, right? So there are favorites. Um, but, you know, Portland, I think, really gives New York a run for its money. Um, you know, places like L.A., um, you know, across the country, just people doing phenomenal work, uh, incredible stuff out there. Any, anywhere you go, honestly. Um, yes. Vegas which is where they have the pizza expo every year, the International Pizza Expo. Whoa, I didn't know about that. I'm sorry? I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's a a huge event. It actually got rescheduled this year to June. Um, I hope it's still going to be happening, but it's this huge event at the convention center. Uh, Like going from one end to the other, it's, it's... it's a long, long, long journey. Uh, I've gone twice. I've competed. It's it's a great time to see other people in the industry. Uh, I've made a lot of friends through it, and we're still in touch. Uh, I've been messaging people. 
throughout the week, just checking on them. Um, you know, I've got friends in North Carolina, um, California, Texas, all over the country. Even I have a friend in Karachi, Pakistan has pizzeria. Whoa. Um, it's, it's, it's this great network of people, you know? Um, so it's not just the craft that kind of pulled me into it. It's also just the wonderful people I've gone to come friends with over the years. Um, you know, some of them I went to Italy with them last September to compete. Um, you know, it's, yeah, this has been a great journey. I haven't, um, actually I'm going to pause on that one. Have you been to Karachi? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Wow. How did you link up with him then? Uh, it's my friend Omar. I met him a couple of years ago. My friend Scott Wiener of Scott's Pizza Tours is a friend of his as well. And we connected at one of the, one of the events that Scott and I were at and you know, been friends ever since. Uh, we chat from time to time, but you know, he's doing New York style pizza in Karachi, Pakistan. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it, you're not really limited by, you know, the water of New York city. It's, you pay attention to the ingredients and the process, you can make some incredible stuff really anywhere. Is the um, exhibition in Vegas, is that, because uh, I was looking through all your, like your social media and stuff, is that the where the Cap- Caputo Cup takes place? Yes. So that's where they have the Caputo Cup. And last September, you know, I was part of uh, the Americans who joined the Caputo Cup to Naples for the American style pizza division, which was the first time they had it hosted in Naples. You know, they have all these different styles, but the American style was the first time they had uh, it hosted in Naples. So there, there is a Caputo Cup in, in Vegas. They had it in New York a couple of years ago. I wasn't around for that, but um, yes, they do have the Caputo Cup in Vegas as well. Whoa, that's cool. Um, I've seen that you, I guess, did your pop-up or were like a guest chef at, uh, Philomena's in Sunnyside. And I've never been there myself. I I should go. It's like right on the train that runs through my neighborhood. Um, Oh, you absolutely should. (laughs) Yeah. So I was going to ask about that because I see like a lot of people in the circle of food bloggers and foodie people that I know are always raving about it. And I'm just like, I'm wondering like what makes that place so special? I mean, it's a bunch of factors, honestly. Uh, you know, Dave is making his own yeast, his own starter to keep alive um, for his round pies. And then for his squares, he creates a pre-ferment. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a lot of work that I don't see put in by a lot of pizza makers out there. So, you know, not, not to discredit other pizza makers, but like that, I'm really sure he, sure that he cares. Mm. And he's the one who's making most of the pies there, he's there like constantly. And just the amount of attention he puts into making a good product, I think, you know, aside from him just being a great guy, I think that alone is worth going to check out a pizza. And it just, it tastes good. So you got that as well. So how does that work then? Like, does someone like that hear about you and reach out to you or do you pitch yourself to different places? Philomena? Yeah, or, or really anywhere where, where you're going to either... Think- I, I, again, I think it's, I met Dave at the, I had heard about his shop opening prior to the opening. Uh, but I ran into him at the pizza expo a couple years ago. And, you know, I live in Jackson Heights and Sunnyside isn't too far from me. 
it's on his seven train. So it's on my way home from work. So, you know, I would visit frequently and you created a friendship. So, you know, the places where I've done events, I, these are people who I, you know, have, have a friendship or have connected with. So I think just, it made, it made sense to do my events there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was well, very well received and not just the Detroit event, but we, we started a around the world pizza series, kind of, I guess in the spirit of Queens of having all sorts of cultures in our borough. So we had our first event. It was, um, about different toppings and styles of pizza from Turkey. So that was our first event. Uh, for our next one, we wanted to do the Philippines, but you know, with this, this virus growing on, uh, that's going to kind of be. Whoa. Like how, yeah. all right. So that is a place I've been. How would you, uh, like, so what would, what would that even look like? Uh, we, we did some experiments. Uh, we had a longanisa pie where we put like pickled vegetables and egg um, fried garlic on top. So that was one of the pies we were, we were trying to come up with. Wow. And then, you know, some other toppings. I think we were going to do a, a double jackfruit. So it's fun, you know, we get to kind of experiment and try different toppings. And it's like a different way to learn about a culture and, you know, get more attention to a different culture and kind of show what the spirit of Queens is about. You know, we have people from all over the world here. And I think, is a great way to convey that. That's that's brilliant, man. So I loved <laughs> jackfruit was something I would get. Uh, I, I spent some time in Indonesia, and uh, they call it nanka. That's a, just the Indonesian word for it. But that's really brilliant because of like obviously like the popularity of like a, a, a ham and pineapple slice. But to swap that out with a different sweet fruit, Ham and pineapple? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah, no, I'm just saying that like a, you know, like ham and pineapple is something that folks in the States would know about, but to swap that out with something different that's regional, like a jackfruit or something else is uh, really brilliant. Yeah, you know, I wanted something that was like not just all meat-centric. I feel when I do make pizza, I try to keep in mind like who's going to be eating it. And... It's both like, you know, being considerate and kind of a challenge, I would say. And like, you know, okay, how do I make a, how do I make a product that can be consumed by all all kinds of people or like, you know, a particular group? So I think that's also kind of why I got into milling my own flour, learning more about the, the nutrition of what's in a fr- freshly milled flour, um, why good fermentation is just better. So, you know, I think... The more I talk to Sad, the more I realize, you know, like there's so many factors that brought me into pizza making. Where does that that around the world pizza series that takes place at Filomena's or somewhere else? Yeah, that that was uh, that's something that we're doing at Filomena's. That's so cool. What about like uh, you have my brain going like a like a kimchi pizza if you're doing something Korean? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to do something like that. Um, you know, there's a famous place in Minnesota, um, Ann Kim. She has a uh, young Joni. She does a kimchi pizza there. So, you know, I, I've done the kimchi pizza before and it's just, it's a great match. Whoa. That's so cool. Have you ever been contacted by the Vice people for their pizza show? Um, I mean, I've met Frank Pinello. I haven't been contacted by them yet, but, you know, I've met 
the people who've uh, you know hosted it. And I do know people at Munchies, so I haven't I haven't been contacted by anyone yet. But you know, I'd love to talk to them. I'm I'm always open to talking about pizza. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so let's say someone's coming to New York, right? Uh, and it's not so you can't say your your place and you can't say Philomena's, but they're like, <laughs> hey, Sirhan, like, where should I get pizza? Give us, again, knowing that it's subjective, give us some of your, like, like your your top three or your top five places they need to go get pizza. There's there's so many, man. There's so many. Um, and, you know, New York is just so big, right? So the list is just, it's so massive. But, I mean, just to provide a couple, let's say... You know, everyone, a lot of people know about Scars in Lower, Lower East Side. Uh, Scar Pimentel opened this great place. It's very nostalgic. It's simple. Um, he uses very high-quality ingredients. He mills part of his flour fresh. Um, you know, seeing him and hearing about him doing that is part of the reason why I got into trying to do very high-quality ingredient products. So Scars would be definitely a great place worth checking out. Uh, Lindustry, owned by my friend Massimo, excellent place in Williamsburg. Um, tiny, tiny place. It's incredible what he's doing with that small space. Incredible pizza. Um, you know, just today I was on, I was on Instagram and I was looking at Action Bronson's um, IG Live. Yeah. And it was just him and Massimo just talking. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So it's it's great to just see like how high profile he's become. So Lindustry would be another one. Uh, what do we say? Three? Yeah, that's cool. Top three. Have you been to, um, that's pronounced Lindustry? L-I-N? Yeah, L apostrophe industry. I think he bought it from oh. someone French. And like the name was already there, so I guess that's that's where the name comes from. It wasn't something that Massimo had named it. Oh man, I live right by there, so I gotta check that out. Have you? Yeah, you definitely should, man. Have <laughs> well, you, pick up on me right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah, geez, like everywhere. Um, <laughs> have you been to Leo in Williamsburg? Not yet. I do want to go there. Um, I know they do have the sourdough pizza. Um, I do make sourdough pizzas at times. I use also fresh yeast. Commercially, I've done hybrids. So, but yeah, I'm interested in seeing and trying different styles, different fermentations. So I've heard good things. I do want to try it at some point. Yeah, that's that's been our jam lately because it's 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 close by. It's so good. Um, you, you talked about sort of experimenting with different uh, food for like pizzas for different groups, right? Mm-hmm. And there's two things I was curious about uh, nowadays, either through like legitimate reasons or just because it's kind of a health craze. A lot of people are gluten free, so I would I would imagine maybe then like a sourdough would be okay. But like, have you ever experimented with like a gluten free pizza or also um, something for for vegan folks? And I've definitely I've researched about those, you know gluten-free and vegan. Uh, I haven't made a gluten-free pizza just yet, um, but I have definitely read about recipes. I, I do want to try it. I do have a gluten-free flour that's sitting in my basement that I do want to tinker with 
Um, vegan is also another thing I want to learn about. I attended a great talk at one of the expos on making a vegan cheese out of like cashew and uh, nutritional yeast, olive oil. So I'm definitely interested in trying that stuff out. Cool. And I've had some really good gluten-free pizza, by the way. Like I've had some pretty bad stuff, but I've had some great stuff as well. Really? So there's been, you know, there's been leaps and bounds and, you know, not, not just like cauliflower crust, but like, you know, things that you can give it to someone and they might not even tell, be able to tell the difference. Whoa. All right. I'm going to ask you about some pizza chains, right? And I'll be delicate. Like I'm not, I'm not just trying to heap hate on all these places. But I will say that the worst pizza I think I ever had was at, I was 21, so it's now quite a while ago, but it was at a CeCe's Pizza Buffet, I think it's called, right? The chain in Omaha, Nebraska. And I was on tour with a band and it was just like the best thing ever because it was like five bucks or something like that. And you got like endless pizza buffet, but it's like maybe like three inches of pizza and then uh-huh. like three inches of crust. So really you're just filling up on like crust and that's kind of how they get you. But for like right. starving artists on tour, it was the best thing ever because we just hung out there for four hours and just like that was what we ate that day. Um, okay. So I'm curious about your opinion on a few places. Uh, so I'm going to start with Pizza Hut. Have you eaten Pizza Hut? I think we've all had Pizza Hut um, decades ago. And yeah, it's funny because like I think everyone has fond memories of Pizza Hut from when they were a child. I haven't had it in years, but you know, when I was a kid, we would go there. You know, way before we even had our pizzeria, and a lot of my friends in the pizza industry speak highly of Pizza Hut from back then. You know, so I think that we can all say that about Pizza Hut. Yeah, I can remember. I about, yeah. Oh, sorry. I I just remember being a kid, and when I was in elementary school there was like this like parent uh, this thing called like parents as reading partners and yeah. you would read they call it book it right oh yeah 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 and like if you would read a certain amount of books you'd get stickers and yeah. then once you had like five yeah. or ten or whatever you'd get a free personal pan pizza from pizza hut yeah um, yeah so i do have fond memories but having also eaten it as an adult it's the type of thing where you eat it and like you immediately know you just made a really bad mistake. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, little Caesars. I, so I have never had little Caesars, but it's funny. Cause like, I know that they make the choice style, but they've never like marketed as, as such, which is weird. Like, because I, de- I definitely seen Detroit style before it like became a thing, and I knew that they were making it. Um, I don't think I've had Little Caesars, so I can't really make an assessment on that one. It's funny you say that because I also have not had Little Caesars, and I don't think yeah. I, I know anyone that's ever eaten Little Caesars. But I do know that similar to passing a Subway sandwich place, if you walk yeah. past the door and it's open you get hit with this like hot air and like a very distinct scent. Like, you know, when you're walking past the little Caesars that it's a little Caesars in the same way that you walk past a subway and there's like a subway musk. 
Um, right. So that's my that's my my two cents on Little Caesars. What about your opinion on Domino's? Domino's, I mean, is Domino's. Um, I don't know if you know, but they rebranded as a tech company a couple years ago. Wait, what? Um, you know, I'm, I'm all about the mom and pops. It's funny because, like, uh, you know, Ugly Delicious with David Chang? Yeah, and he speaks highly of Domino's in that. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, uh, yeah, Mark Iacono is in it, and even David Chang is, like, raving about Domino's, but, you know, it's just such a different product from what you can get from a mom and pop. Not not just in terms of, like, the actual food itself, but where it's coming from and who's making it. Uh, obviously, Domino's you can get for a lot cheaper, but it's just, it's really... You know, both will we'll go by the name pizza, but they're just so different from each other. Is there a reason that like some of those are not the same quality because like all their ingredients are frozen and shipped? You mean for their, for the chain? Yeah. I, I mean, I would think so for the most part. Um, a lot of the mom and pops are making their own dough in house, so you know, it's it's to compare to Domino's, it's. Not even apples and oranges, like apples and typewriters. I don't know. Like, (laughs) such a different game. Oh, man. Uh, All right. I'm going to. Now, these are not pizzas, but these are uh, pizza items that I remember fondly from my youth. And I want to know if you look at any of these fondly as well. So, Elio's. I remember Elio's frozen pizza coming home after school and popping in an Elio's. Totino's Totino's pizza rolls are still my jam. And then (laughs) those pizza bagel bites with the song from the commercial. I I definitely love the song from the pizza bagel bite commercial. Like, it's just so catchy. (laughs) That that will be embedded in this episode. What's that? That will be embedded in this episode as well. (laughs) Um, I, I love the song, but you know, since my family had a pizzeria, we never really needed to do those things. I mean, oh. granted, I think I was maybe in fifth grade, so even prior before then, I don't think we bought any frozen. Maybe it's just from virtue of being in New York that there was no need to buy any of those. Um, you know, I did. I like I like the pizza we had at school. You know, like the cafeteria pizza. I I wasn't maybe a huge fan of it, but you know, it was it was pretty good. Um, but definitely that pizza bagel bite song. Like I love it. I'm, I'm glad you're going to be including it in the, in the episode. Yeah. I've, I've obviously like, I talked about this via email, but like I've, I've been working in schools for 10 years. So I do understand the joy of pizza day, especially when it follows like spaghetti day or something that's really, really terrible in the school cafeteria. <laughs> Um, all right, cool, man. What is, uh, how can people find you, follow you, learn about what you're doing, blast out all your, your socials and stuff like that? Uh, in my main place where I post my content is just my Instagram, just, just my name, S E R H A N underscore A Y H A N. You know, I'm still kind of working on, I guess my own personal branding with, you know, with a website and, a name that's separate from that. Um, I think the useful thing about my name is that in an industry full of Tonys, it really stands out. So 
you know, whenever I go to yeah. Pizza Expo, they're like, yeah, I think I'm the only one with my name in a place like that. So, yeah, yeah if people want to find me, Instagram right now is the place to find me. Awesome. I'm also going to, as always, folks, uh, check out the show notes for the episode and you will find all of that information. Uh, come to New York when you can travel again and have some of the best pizza in the world. It, no matter where you are right now, it, you can greatly support uh, the food industry and people in the service sector by buying takeout, by buying delivery, by buying pickup, uh, because people really need that right now because times are really hard. So. Yeah. Um, There's also gift cards. People are doing gift cards. Um, and just, you know, even moral support. I think a lot of people in the industry right now can really use that. Um, just, just reaching out to them. Uh, I know some pizzerias are even offering pizza making kits they can take home. You know, so people have something to do at home. Um, yeah, just support your mom and pops right now because they, I'm sure they would really appreciate it. Yeah, and, and, and even merch and stuff like that some places have. So uh, I think we this goes for both of us. We would implore you to please do that right now. Um, otherwise, check out Sirhan's uh, social media stuff via the show notes. And Sirhan, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you, Tim. It's been a pleasure. All right, I'm going to call some people. We're going to get some New York City pizza recommendations. I hope they pick up. The first is Russo, most Italian person I know. Wasn't there for me when I thought I was going to get beat up on Smith Street, but we'll call him anyway. Here we go. Hello? Russo. Hello? Russo. Is this guy alive right now? Russo. I can hear you. Excellent. <laughs> Russo, what's your favorite pizza in New York City? House of Pizza Calzone. Where's that? House of Pizza Calzone is located on Union Street between Hicks and Columbia. Of course it is. Why is that the best? Why is that the best? Um, they haven't changed the recipe in, I'm going to say more than 40 years. I'm only 41 years old, but since I was a kid up until last Friday when I had it um, for dinner, it tasted exactly the same. Thanks, Russo. I trust your opinion. No, definitely. I mean, a lot of people talk about L&B and they got a great grandma slice. A lot of people nowadays will talk about Lucali's where... You know, non-neighborhood people come from all over and wait online for anywhere up to an hour just to have a pie. Um, but if you want like a traditional, like good home slice and an even better Sicilian, that's where uh, that's where you would go in downtown Brooklyn. And as a matter of fact, you've had it several times just coming to past birthday parties and even being privy to it when I used to bring it to work. I don't remember most of those, but thank you, Russo. No problem. Take care. Be safe. Take care, bud. All right. I'm calling my friend Kevin. He's been on this podcast twice. Go back and listen to those episodes. Here we go. Tim, man. Yo, Kevin. Yo. What up? Hey, you're live right now. What? You're live on the podcast. 
Really? Yeah, you're live. The whole world's wow. listening to you right now. Okay. Kevin. The whole world. <laughs> Kevin, you've lived in New York for a long time. Where is your favorite New York pizza place? Well, um, there's a few good ones, but I'm probably a little biased because I've been living in this neighborhood for a while. My favorite for years has been Bay Ridge Pizza, honestly, on Fifth Avenue and 77. Um, the sauce is good. The cheese is real. They still make a good crust. They make some good food there. Um, real chicken palms, best in the neighborhood. And uh, for a pizza place. I'm glad you didn't say pizza wagon. No. That's kind of, I know some people love that place. I find it kind of average, honestly. The best part for me about Pizza Wagon when I lived in Bay Ridge was that at like three in the morning, you could see a good fight in front of Pizza Wagon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're decent. They're decent. Um, better than other places, but far from the best. But, you know, they're open late. <laughs> All right, Kev, that's your recommendation. It is Bay Ridge Pizza. That's what I stand on. All right. Thanks, That's bud. That's all, I needed That's all I needed you for, my man. All right. You take care, bro. Bye, Kev. All right. We are calling Shuck. My man. Yo, Shuck. You staying safe out there in the street? Yeah, I'm not really out in the streets, you know. Quarantine. <laughs> We're not supposed to be. Good man. Social distancing. What is your favorite pizza in New York? Well, that's a wonderful question. I feel like I'm asked that quite often, and uh, there's too many places to go to. So I think, number one, I'll start with Joe's. The pepperoni slice they have in the West Village is just one of the best that you'll ever have. Um, they also opened up another shop in Williamsburg on on Bedford, and I think they may have one other location, too. So Joe's Pizza, the pepperoni slice. One of the best you'll ever get. Old school place, you just get it by the slice. Um, Roberta's in BK in Brooklyn. It's in Bushwick. Um, they may have another location elsewhere too. Popular, um, always crowded, cool little hipster, tiki bar kind of vibe. You should go in the summer. And um, it has all sorts of um, wood, what is it, the wood coal burn oven kind of pizza. Get it by the pie, sit down with some friends, get a couple salads, a couple pies. It's a great experience. Um, those two are probably the ones I would go to. Um, and I also love Soto Casa. There's one in Harlem, and there used to be one in Williamsburg. I think that one closed. But Soto Casa in Harlem is another great, like, real, authentic, legit Italian spot that has just delicious pizza. Um, those are the three places. Joe's for the pepperoni slice. Um, Roberta's for sort of the, the whole experience and the vibe and the drinks. And Soto Casa for the authentic Italian delicious pie. Beautiful. Thanks, Chuck. That's it, man. All right. Good luck to you, sir. Be safe. All right. Call him Big Dog. Hello? Yo, Big Dog. Hey, what's up, kid? Yo, you're on the podcast. I'm on the podcast. How you doing? What's your favorite New York City pizza joint? My favorite New York City pizza joint. L and B's for Morning Gardens. All right, why? Why? Oh, dude, it's love. They they just perfected their uh, slice of pizza. They put the sauce on top of the bread. Oh, 
delicious. Yeah, most people usually put the sauce on top of the dough. Yeah. Yeah, sauce on top of the dough. It's just different. No one else. Uh, no one else makes pizza like that. They perfected their slice. You know what it is? A lot of pizza joints they uh, they try to um, make so many different kinds of pizzas, like buffalo chicken. You know your uh, chicken and ranch, your uh, veggie slice, your white slice. Simone Gardens just has one slice, and they perfected it. And they've done it for like 50 years. Oh, it's, it's delicious. Big Dog, there's no one I would rather have on a pizza episode of the podcast than you. So thank you. That, that's it. All right, man. Now at Little Caesars, you can get Crazy Eights. Two medium pizzas loaded with eight toppings for only eight eighty-eight. Why, that's a virtual avalanche. Of toppings, there's pepperoni, ground beef, bacon, ham, green pepper, onions, Italian sausage, mushrooms. The Crazy Eight Special at Little Caesars. Eight toppings for only eight eighty-eight. Pizza, pizza. That is a wrap on episode 146 of the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. Thank you to Sirhan for coming on this episode and to my crazy friends for letting me call in. Please go to the show notes for this episode and you will find the links to everything that Sirhan is doing with pizza. You will also find the link to my Patreon account where you can become a member of the Voyager family by giving monthly and supporting. That would be amazing. All right, folks, got a few more coming up here over the next couple of days when we are in this quarantine of sorts. So look at your apps and check out the episodes that are coming up. All right, folks, thank you. And as always, please take care of each other. I will catch you next time.